Episode four, playing with fire. Um, I know that most of you guys have seen the in it, it in its entirety. I don't know if you've watched the newest episode. Uh, we kind of or I want to know your thoughts on the newest episode. Of course, we're gonna maybe like tie that into the last episode that we're gonna do because I don't think it's a standalone. I really yeah don't. yeah. But just let us know what you thought of it if you have watched it. Yeah. And Torella, you are caught up to this episode, but you haven't seen anything further, correct, Amundo? Right. Yeah, okay. this is as far as I have gone. Okay. Well, I promise that I will be on the next watch party. I know. I know. But I do. I promise. Good. Okay. I'm glad. Also, I have um I have a few quotes from the Netflix party. Um but I'll I'll say them at the right moment. Okay, perfect. So we open with Joe's music video, Bring It On, which is just a treasure. It really is. His music really is the gift that just keeps on giving. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Then we see Joe in his truck driving around with a tiger cub, listening to his own music, singing along with it. Singing along to it. Which... I know there was a lot of, like, is it his voice? Is it not his voice? And now we know for sure it's not. It That hurt my feelings way more than anything else he's ever done, and I don't know why. But here's the thing. He says on here and continues to say, this is how I escape reality. My music is how I escape reality. Um, I drive around and listen to myself sing. Like, he's blatantly lying about it. Right. He's like, milly vanillying this shit all day yeah, long. For sure. I don't know. I just thought for me, it's like when you have a bad boyfriend and they lie about everything and you're like, okay, but tell me that at least one thing was true. And they're like, no, I can't. Like that's how I feel right now. I feel like I what can you believe? Because I just mm-hmm. thought that it was his voice. At the very least, I'm like, just please let it be true. And he couldn't even do that. No, no, he can't. No. I'm just so mad at him, but it's fine. It's whatever. But why? Okay, so let's move on from that, I guess. But driving around with a tiger cub in your truck, and he's like petting and scratching, giving him some scritches and stuff, and the tiger's like, you know, like biting him and stuff. But like, why? I feel like all of these, because Doc Antle's the same way. They are just like, look at what I have. Just like driving around or riding around on an elephant just for letting his wiener hang out for everyone to see, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's weird. Because, yeah, I um, I know we talked about it. Oops. We talked about it in the quarantine check-in video. Um, 
but I watched or I, I've started listening to the Over My Dead Body podcast about this, the Joe Exotic season. And they were talking about how, like, I mean, Joe does the same kind of thing, but he's he brings his animals out in public a lot. But he would, like, go to bars and walk in with a fucking tiger with him. Dude, I started listening to The Wondery. Is that the same one that you're talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I started listening to it. So I'm on episode two. I'm not very far. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, I heard that story and I was like, what? And like his assistant was like, yeah, um, yeah, he would do that kind of stuff. And I guess, no, I mean, that somebody, it might have been him, was like, this is not going to go, like something bad is going to happen because he just walks into a bar with a fucking full grown tiger on a leash. With drunk people around. And he was on drugs. Right, 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 right. Anything could startle this cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane. But that's him. Yeah. Yep. So, Joe says in a call from prison, because, like, it, it, I mean, we're on episode four. You guys know that it jumps all over the place at this point. So, sometimes we see him in what it would be real time. No, it what would be him being interviewed for the documentary and then real time, which would be a call from prison, like, all over the place. But anyway, in a call from prison, he says that, He and Carol made money off of each other, that he was her number one cub abuser that she made money off of, and she was his murdered her husband to and fed him to the tigers person that he could make money off of and make music videos of. Right. So it's a mutual. Yeah, we all have our titles, don't we? I guess so. And. 2016, we go back to uh, Howard Baskin. He's pulling files and he's showing off all the files that he had uh, for Joe Exotic and their lawsuit that was pending or whatever. And he's got a ton of files. It's this little room in their house. It's like four file cabinets and two smaller kind of tote tub things or whatever. And he's just like, all of these are of Joe Exotic. This is what we got on him. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's a ton of stuff. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. And then he turns around, he's like, and then these are all of the previous one. And these are all of the like current legal stuff or whatever. They've got just a shit ton. Of that's just so much money sitting right there. You know what I mean? Like, oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Millions of dollars in legal fees. I just, okay. yeah. And they have it, like they have it to spend. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Addie M. in the Netflix party said, if Carol's guy was a food, he'd be a plain piece of toast that's cooled off and giving you mad dry mouth. Ha! That's so perfect. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It reminds me of Blues Brothers. Elwood, he always orders. He's like two pieces of dry toast because they're from (laughs) Chicago. So, yeah, that's that's what he orders. He doesn't want anything on it. He just wants two pieces of dry toast. Wow. So, yeah. What he orders is Howard Baskins. Yeah, exactly. I'll have a Howard Baskins. I also saw a meme that said Howard Baskins is, he would be the guy that opens a chip bag with scissors. (laughs) You know? He He would. would. Yeah. He's not tearing into that bitch. No, 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 no. So John Rinky said that the more Joe became aware of social media, the more he understood how powerful it is. Because if you type in Big Cat Rescue, Carol's company pops up. She is the number one if you type in Big Cats, even before all the zoos. And this is where we see Carol 
and the infamous line, Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. So good. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> yeah, because she harnessed the power of social media. She was so good at it. And she was like the first one to really understand how powerful it was. Yeah, because she's making all these videos of stuff at the zoo and she's just giving people updates and people like that. Mm -hmm. Like, she's not afraid to just make a video, stick it up there, see what happens kind of thing, I guess. But which is, I mean, see, that's the thing, though, because I feel like if you get in there first, like what she did, and you're proactive about it, because, okay, let's just take, for instance, with social media now, or like YouTube. If you were doing what people were doing in like, what, 2010, 2008, something like that, people were making videos about just nothing and everything. And like, oh, okay, well, you know, we we don't get how this works, but that that works, and then you evolve over time. But if you start that shit now, then it's weird. Mm-hmm. Or... I don't know. I guess maybe I don't know how social media works, but um, she did it at the perfect time. Yeah, she she really did. And yeah, she would show up before all the zoos and everything, which I did not think that big cat would be the search term that people would use. Like, for zoos? To me, <laughs> for anything. Like right. I would think if you're looking at, you would say like tiger rescue or lion rescue. Like I've never called them big cats until now. Like, and that is like the preferred term, it seems like, because everybody in the documentary, all they say is big cats, except for Joe, I think, but everybody else, or, you know, like yeah, all yeah. of these, like, kind of, I don't say side characters, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Mark McCarthy and like stuff like that. They say, yeah, everybody big calls cats. it big cats. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have known that. I guess you got to be in that world, but, um, in the big cat world, in the big cat world, but then Joe decided. And this is actually, this is a technique that a lot of companies will use is they'll say like, like if you have a mattress company and your top competitor is Purple Mattress or whatever, you can buy up a bunch of domains that are like purplemattress.com. So purplemattress.org, purplemattresses.com, you know, like Mm -hmm. slightly different, but very, very close. Yeah, variations of it. You can buy those and have them forward to your website so that if people type in the wrong thing, then and you can also rank for like their search terms and stuff like that um and that's what joe did he realized well he did but he named the company that which you can't do exactly (laughs) so So he he realized he like just missed the mark you know just missed the mark yeah what he could have done is still direct it all to joeexotic.tv or whatever but you know buy that domain big cat rescue dot org or whatever like the off of it the off brand of it and then direct it to his thing but you can't yeah you can't do that yeah howard said that he thought that the reason why joe did all this was to get back at them so he named his traveling show big cat rescue entertainment and he copied a ton of shit from their stuff so it Mm -hmm. wasn't exactly the same but it was damn near close he the background for his big cat entertainment rescue entertainment yeah was the big cat rescue logo they had the same like snow leopard eyes or something like there were Mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of similarities yeah yeah he even had a florida area code number that would be forwarded to him in oklahoma Mm -hmm. and that pissed that bitch carol (laughs) off 
real good. Yeah, right off. Yeah. Which, like, rightfully so. I mean, I get that you don't like her. I get that you guys have this feud going on, but directly turning around and, like, breaking the law, it, <laughs> he knew. He knew they were going to fucking sue him over it. Well, yeah. And it seems like all Joe was interested in doing because he was so paranoid about Carol for whatever reason. I mean, he, you know, it's like it's it's all in his mind. Well, kind of. It's it's somewhat in his mind, but he's he is perpetuating it and antagonizing her. And then he is blaming her for it. I don't know. Mm. It's like you can't. Yeah. poke a bear and then get mad that it bit you but that's what he's doing yeah right well and also i think it has something to do with his drug use because that's a pretty standard like or it's a staple of increased drug use right as like paranoia for and- sure well yeah especially if you're doing like meth and you never sleep you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly but i mean they both they both had their roles to play in this but so carol sued the pants off of him for copyright infringement and I really enjoyed the fact that Joe decided to wear an Iron Man t-shirt to the deposition of his case. It's a um, great shirt. It is. I mean, it's, 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 it screams professional. Yes. But I like to have some fun. <laughs> exactly. You could have gone with like a fun tie, but he, I like the route that he took with it. Well, a tie is simply not going to go with a mullet. <laughs> that is very true. It's like you're going to have to match your mullet still. Maybe like a bolo tie or something. But anyway. Oh, bolo would work. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't stop there. Joe continued to use the name and he started a website called animalabuse.org for information on who killed Don. He just would not stop. He was super relentless. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's like (laughs) information that leads to the arrest and conviction of Carol Baskin and the murder of her husband, Don Lewis. Exactly. He was very much a vigilante for trying to get Carol arrested for that. Yeah. Then we go to Rick Kirkham and we see the reality show that Joe was doing. And the deal that he had with Joe was that Rick wanted to or that Joe wanted Rick to run his studio and do his Internet show. And if he did, he would do the reality show. And Rick said that it was a deal. Rick said that there was something so odd about Joe, but he oozed confidence like it didn't make any sense right right yeah because you look at him and you see i mean he's living in essentially squalor yes like with everybody there and he is walking around like he's the king of the fucking universe because he in his mind is yes it is so reminiscent of the wonderful whites of west virginia (laughs) Uh oh yeah yeah because it's like you're the butt of the joke, but you don't realize it. And it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, as long as you're like getting any kind of attention, it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't care. He just wants people to talk about him. Yes. Joe was made for reality TV. Oh, big time. So Rick had a throne built for Joe and he put it in the middle of a tiger cage and he shot Joe sitting in the th- or on the throne standing in front of it he has this little like cape i don't you won't call it a cape but i don't know what you call it but for like a king you know one of those with like the furry stuff around yeah the is that called their stuff. robe technically i don't know it's not a robe though but no. yeah i don't know the name of it so it's yeah a uh, dress exactly <laughs> his beautiful sundress and yeah, his king dress he was 
you know, posing and he's got his guns on his hips and all that kind of stuff. And Rick said that he would catch Joe, I guess in the studio or maybe just in his house, just replaying that over and over and over again because he was obsessed with watching himself. <laughs> like as the king yeah, of cause, this. <laughs> yeah, because it's like he'll stand up from the throne and he kind of like takes the robe off or puts it, I don't know, it's like him like kind of whipping it off. Yeah, doing all these things. And so it's just like shots of him over and over in a throne. And it's, I feel like what Joe was doing with that is what um, my eighth grade friend did with the boobs part in Idle Hands. Just over and over and over, wore that shit out when he borrowed the tape from me. And it didn't work anymore after that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. That's exactly what he did. Mm. And Joe would tell himself, he's like, I am the Tiger King. I've always been the Tiger King. Rick said, (laughs) yeah. Rick said that his ego had gotten huge, obviously. Obviously. He started firing people because he knew that the cameras were rolling. And he had gotten so crazy about Carol that he had taken a rubber blow-up doll and wrote Carol on the forehead of it and was threatening to blow it up. He actually shot it on his, not, I guess maybe they would film the reality TV of him filming his internet show. But they, yeah, yeah, because he said he was like, you know, I'd have the internet show people filming that, and then my crew would be behind them filming the reality show, exactly, kind of thing, yeah. And they have a video or they show a video of him saying, You want to know why Carol Baskin better never, ever, ever see me face to face, ever, ever, ever again. sick and tired of this shit i am i think he said ever like 49 times yes exactly (laughs) too much it's yeah and then he shoots the dummy and says this is how sick of this shit i am yeah shoots it like in the side of the head yes it's fucking ridiculous like the grow up the weird thing is though i mean not well all of it's weird but john rinky is right there and just kind of laughing it off like, yeah. it seems like everybody was kind of, what's the, like, eh, agging, egging it on. Like, they were, you yeah. know, like. Enabling at the very least. Nobody's saying sh- anything to him. But, like, if you say something to him, he's going to fly off the fucking handle, probably. Yeah, I mean, he definitely, mentally unstable might be a generous or a delicate term. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely something was going on there. And, I, yeah, drugs had a, a big part to play in it. Tim Stark, who is not my favorite, but he said to they tried to tell Joe to knock it off because this battle, even if he won it, would take so much time and cost so much money. And Eric Cowie, which might be one of my favorites, said yeah, me that too. he got so obsessed with it that he kind of forgot about the animals. Yeah. I, I feel like during this part, you know, because they're going through and talking about how the Walmart meat trucks aren't very good lately and they show like, you know, all the tigers in a cage, like very obviously they're hungry, they're running around, they're amping up because they know they're about to get fed. And they're like pacing and pacing and pacing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we've got five buckets of meat and 14 cats in here. Like this isn't going to go well. And they're just talking about how they, I mean, they barely got enough food to feed these animals. And I'm, I feel 100% positive that Eric Cowie gives up food so that his animals can eat. Oh, yes. I mean, he definitely is one of the only ones, I feel like, or 
it's very it's very obvious that he actually gave a shit about the animals like joe obviously didn't and i'm not trying to like take shots at maybe rinky or saf or whoever but eric howie definitely you could tell especially in the documentary how stressed out he was just about it because he's like man we only have this much food for them what are we gonna do yeah exactly he's He's definitely really concerned about it. He's going around checking on, you know, all of them, making sure. He seems like that's like a top priority for him that like it's on his mind. He's trying to find solutions to this problem and definitely I don't know, all this stuff. Yes. And yeah, Joe is just like get a picture of me with this animal. What can we post on the internet? I'm pissed at Carol. <laughs> exactly. And fuck that bitch Carol Baskin. Then the rabbit picture showed up on Facebook. Um, Joe got a photo of three women from Big Cat Rescue posing with dead rabbits with blood on their noses. Joe said that Carol likes to kill rabbits for fun. Carol said, I can explain this. This is so silly. It was back before we could afford to give the whole prey to the cats as frequently as we do now. So they're holding these rabbits with blood on their noses and they're grinning from ear to ear because their favorite cat's finally getting a rabbit. And yet that has been twisted into us being these horrific monsters that would get pleasure out of hurting a rabbit. So, you know, that kind of stuff, you're just like, really, do I have to explain this to somebody? Her explanation. I know. I I just, I don't know. Everybody is so weird in this documentary, but Carol just pisses mm-hmm. me off. Just the way yeah. when she opens her mouth, I'm like, ugh. And it's like, Carol, that picture is fucking inappropriate. Like, well, yeah, and it's exactly the same thing that she would have gone after Joe for. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and know? like, if, if even if your people are super excited that your cat gets to have a rabbit today or whatever, then take a picture with the fucking cat or take a picture of the cat's eating or whatever. But like, you taking pictures of these these bloody animals like it's weird um i mean the photo is just not great um sarah on the netflix party said yeah i don't even pose with the broccoli before i eat it and that isn't a bloody rabbit (laughs) like exactly (laughs) like yeah people don't pose with their food like that it's just yeah it's just weird and off-putting well yeah it it definitely was off-putting and then her explanation of it was just like okay but That's still a fucking weird and inappropriate picture. Exactly. Carol sued Joe for copyright infringement after Joe posted the picture. Joe said that Carol didn't own the photo until after he posted it. Then she bought it for $5. And to whoever took the photo, she bought it for $5. And then three months later, she copyrighted it and then sued him for that. So she's like suing him left and right. Mm -hmm. Then Howard talks more about the photos that Joe posted of Carol. I'm so sorry. I don't want to laugh, but (laughs) it's so petty. (laughs) It's so petty, but they're 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 kind of funny. I know. (laughs) One was of Carol's face photoshopped onto a man wearing an adult diaper. Um, Not like an adult, like a like a man baby yeah. <laughs> with a bottle, and then here's yeah. Carol's face on it. Like, are you allowed to sue for stuff like that? Because, I mean, it is like putting somebody else's face on something, but it's also just, like, so stupid that, you know, it's like, clearly that's not you. Like, if he had superimposed her face onto somebody murdering a lion or something, or, or like, poaching or, so, you know, something like that, 
I could understand that. That's defaming your character. But this is so stupid that is it even worth your time? Like Exactly. It's just, yeah. Because people just do stupid shit on the internet. Like Right. But maybe because he was doing it so often and with so many different avenues, it's like harassment or something. But still, I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that what Joe was doing to Carol, you could definitely classify as harassment. Like in the, you know, if you look at the whole picture, each thing, maybe, well, whatever, but when you put it all together exactly it's constant yeah then there's this picture of this gooey thing i don't what even know even is it i have no idea i feel like i've seen that picture before and it might have been like part of a meme or something i don't know but it says smile everyone life could be worse you could have a crotch like carol does it's like <laughs> oh my gosh it's so stupid then and there's then the then the horse i know they had just slaughtered a horse and joe's holding the horse penis and he posts posted it and he's like got his foot up on the four-wheeler like captain morgan style captain morgan yeah and he says hey howard suck my captain morgan lol then it's disgusting that it's really and the and the producer director guy whatever his name is um is like eric good just to be clear that is a horse penis and he's like yeah i mean i'm pretty sure it is yeah Yeah. what what appears to be a horse yeah He's yeah. just like, but hold the, I just want to point it like, that's a, that is a horse penis. Like. That's actually a lot of effort on Joe's part. Because I would think, I mean, when you're, I don't like to think of slaughtering horses. I get wherever you're from, in some places, I know that it's like, they eat horses and things. But um, I don't love that. No. But yeah, why even go, why go the extra mile to be like, hey, give me that dick. And then. You just go ahead and take it. I don't know. Joe's on a whole nother level of pettiness. But yeah. then... And it's yucky. It is. It is yucky. Am I holding it bare hand? I don't know. It's blue. Then we see Joe and others, I guess friends of his or people who work for his zoo, doing a big protest in front of the Big Cat Rescue in Tampa. Joe is in a bunny suit and other women are in tiger suits and they're shouting, find Don Lewis. You know, like different things that they're like protesting. They have signs that said 911 dead cats, jail Carol Baskins, things like that. And during the deposition, the lawyer or whoever he is talking to is asking the questions like, while you were handing out handouts with the picture of the dead rabbits on it, this lawsuit was pending, correct? And Joe's like, yes. And the lawyer's like, well, then you should have known that Carol and Howard did not approve of you using the photo in the handouts. And Joe's like, well, yes, but I didn't make these handouts. But yeah, he's like, but you participated in the demonstration. Right. In the making of them. He's like, yeah, but I didn't make them. And he's like, and actually, I didn't even hand them out. Yeah. We, I'm the one in the bunny suit. <laughs> exactly. And then we cut back to the demonstration and Joe says, hi, I'm Joe Exotic. And we're going to make an honest woman out of this bitch. <laughs> He's so fucking ridiculous. And also, how much money is he spending going all the way to Tampa all these times and like renting a fucking helicopter to fly over her and like I know. all these things? Like, well, and he's spending his mom's money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's easy to spend all that money when it's not yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> then, not his problem. Right. Howard said that in early 2013, they were coming up on the trial. They had filed a motion for summary judgment. And the judge granted it, and all of Joe's counterclaims went away. Joe agreed to pay Carol and the Big Cat Rescue nearly $1 million. Joe said he, you know that saying, 
you get your day in court. Well, I don't feel like I got my day in court. Yeah, so this is him spinning everything and being like, because he's like, you know, I used to believe in the justice system, but not anymore (laughs) after this. And it's like, okay, you willfully broke the law knowing full well. Multiple times. (laughs) Multiple times. And you continue to do it even after there was a lawsuit pending. You cannot use the name of somebody else's company like that. And you can't just stick the word entertainment on it and use it. Big Cat Entertainment, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't have Big Big Cat Rescue and then entertainment underneath where you can barely see it and use the same fucking logo and, like, everything. It's <laughs> it's so annoying. He's playing a victim here. Yes. And he did all of this shit on purpose. He brought it all on himself. And then to be like, well, the justice system failed me. The justice system is does not is not there for petty, stupid shit like this. It shouldn't even be there. Like... I mean, it, it obviously it has to handle that kind of stuff, but it shouldn't have to grow up. Well, right. And that's literally why shows like Judge Judy and Judge Joe Brown happen, because there are enough people in the world mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. feel the need to take legal action or... Um, They're all petty. They're all petty Yes, cases. exactly. So silly. Yeah. So he said that she had to result in financially draining them. Sylvia Corkle... A reporter for News 9 said that she didn't actually think that Carol was going to try to collect on the payment. She thought that Carol just did it to make a point, that she did it just to say, you're not going to intimidate me and you're not going to have the final word. And she said that she was surprised that she actually was trying to collect payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also, I think, I don't know, I guess you could look at it two ways. That could also be viewed as petty because it's like, okay, Carol, you got the decision you wanted now move on at the same time like howard says because i guess it's around this time in the in the show that they talk to him about how much did you spend in legal fees and he says Mm -hmm. a million dollars and they're like is that worth it and he's like if this was just if this was a commercial business if this was you know we're just trying to make a profit off this business then no it wouldn't make sense but part of our mission is to close places down like that because of what they do we're trying to rescue these cats. We're trying to make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen or whatever. So he's like, to us, it's part of our mission. So we have to. We yeah. have to go for it. And if that's what their mission truly is, and that's why they're doing these things, then I can see why she's trying to take stuff. Because Saf says, you know, she's trying to take all these things, all these assets. And one so of them was the semi truck that they used. What you're doing is you are rushing my story and now you're ruining everything we're not there yet what's all it's the literally same? after it's this though it's part literally of it. after okay. this <laughs> yeah. um but like yeah because then the then the semi-truck means that they can't do the shows anymore they can't tour anymore and that was a big part of what she was trying to to stop away. absolutely yeah. well and okay like let's just say you win the court case and you don't collect on payment what does that teach Joe? It doesn't teach him anything because why well, Why would he stop doing it? You know exactly. What I mean? He still has all the means and the ability and all that kind of stuff to keep doing these like cub petting shows and all that kind of stuff. So, of course, he's going to keep breeding. If he can't do the shows, then there's not as much of a point in breeding. Like Exactly. And why would he stop fucking antagonizing and going after care? You know, because he's like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, Sure, we can. She can take me to court again, but 
she's not going to take anything really from me. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, in Little Gregory, that Sylvain guy where he's like, okay, so I, I illegally got information for the story and I had to pay a fine to them and I got uh, probation. Yeah, big, big whoop. whoop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Joe spent a quarter of a million dollars on fighting this battle with Carol. Mm-hmm. And he started filming himself blowing up the stuff that he knew she wanted, that she was asking for. So he taped his watch to, it's called Tannerite. It's a brand of binary explosive target. And he would blow that shit up. That's what he <laughs> said. He'd say, here's your assets. And then it would just be like a big pile of crap because he blew it all up. How was he not found in contempt of court doing that? I have no idea. Because that's blatantly, <laughs> yeah, that's blatantly going against a court order. I don't, I do not know. Joe is a slippery son of a bitch because <laughs> he can get yeah, out of a lot of stuff. Is. He obviously didn't get out of everything, but. Right, yeah. Rick Kirkham was there just to record and he filmed everything. He said the good, the bad, and the ugly. Rick also said that he was ready to get the show on the air and that was that he had been living at the zoo for 20, like 24 7, every day of the week he was living there full time and he was tired. He said that they were negotiating with a network to buy the show and it would have gotten Joe quite a bit of money, but that came cra- to a crashing halt. Which also, there's like two sides to that too. It would have netted Joe a lot of money. He would have made money. However, that would have given him the ability to then pay his $1 million lawsuit. True. So it would have wiped him out. It's like he made all that money just to hand it over to Carol, which he was not going to do. Yeah, exactly. Eric Cowie said he got woken up at six in the morning, one morning. Rinky came in and said someone blew up the studio. The blast was so big that it blew the doors off. Joe, at that point, was at a funeral in Chicago, and Mark Thompson, who was the security guard, and Rinky were on the site. They were the only ones. The building that was blown up was also the building that the alligators were kept in, as well as the studio. Sheriff Rhodes said that it was definitely an arson. There was nothing left of it. All the footage for the reality show was in the studio, and Rick Kirkham said that he didn't back up anything yet. All of the alligators died. And then we see John Finley, God bless him, and he's like, it took, it had to be a sick person to do that because they burned up all seven of my favorite crocodilians. Is that a word? I think so. Uh, (laughs) We talked about it in the Netflix party, too, because everybody was like, did he just say crocodilian? I've just never heard it. Um, It is? Okay. Crocodilians... It's an order of mostly large, predatory, semi-aquatic reptiles known as crocodilians. But why don't you just call them crocodiles? The order of crocodilia includes true crocodiles, the alligators, and caimans. Oh, I don't know. It includes alligators? Yes, apparently. Well, that's confusing. Why would you call it crocodilian if it's... I don't know. Um... Hey, do you know how to how to tell the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? No. Whenever it leaves, if it says see you later or see after a while. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's some four-year-old humor for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used that one on Ben, uh, but he actually didn't get it. I mean, he knows like see you later, alligator after a while, crocodile, but he's like, what okay, whatever. <laughs> but because you know he always wants to tell jokes, and so I pulled up this website of jokes you can tell your kids because I was like, I can't come up with jokes. Well, and his jokes, the punchline is like, 
a buffalo on your head. It's like, yeah. Because he wants to wear pants. Yeah. And none of it makes any sense. There are alternate punchlines. I, it goes over my head completely. It must be so complex that I just don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's, I also, it's a slight variation of the game Ben wins. It's just <laughs> funny. Exactly. And yours are not. Exactly. I did try to use the only joke that I know that is close to little kid humor because a little kid told it to me one time was the whole like, where does Napoleon keep his armies? In his sleeveys. <laughs> and a lot of kids are like, I don't get it. So yeah, you would kind of have to know like who Napoleon Bonaparte is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't Army know. sleeveys, but yeah, yeah. There's also um, what do you call a sleeping dinosaur? A dino snore. Oh my goodness! I actually do like that. It was like a sleeposaurus rex. I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that was um on a an Alexa commercial one oh, time. I like that. It was like. You know, the kid saying, Alexa, tell me a joke. And it said that. And Ben thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, Alexa got jokes. She do. So then let's get back to the crocodilians. Right, 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 um, right. Joe did a video and he said, if you have a problem with me, take it up with me like a man. Don't burn live innocent animals to get your point across. <sighs> also, the way he's saying it is very, he's almost saying it like a newscaster. And he's yeah. like. You, you tried to shut me up for a while, but you won't shut me up forever. And like the way he's saying it, I'm like, you've clearly planned this out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this does. This is not your genuine reaction of like, oh my God, this thing happened and I'm so upset about it. This is you planning this statement out for God knows how long and you're reading a script and like, okay, fine. If you're going to get up there and you want to jot something down real quick, like I get it. But I don't know. It ju- it did not come across as believable. Well, and we see him in the documentary taking the cue a couple times where he's like, an arsonist hit our facility and set fire to not only my recording studio, but the studio that houses our alligators which caused them all to burn up and perish, boiling alive in a, let's see, boiling alive in an inferno, a towering inferno, boiling alive in a towering inferno of nothing but flames and fire. What he ended up with, I was like, that's not better. But this is kind of where I think that it's really interesting to listen to the podcast because they have other information like, and I don't know, I don't know what comes out later in this series, but at this point, when you're watching it in episode four, like, I did not know that other animals had been dying, too. Mm-mm. And he was accusing Carol Baskin of that. So, the studio got blown up and the alligators were killed. I'm sorry, the crocodilians were killed. <laughs> and, um, but also, like, they had chimpanzees that had been, they said, poisoned. They yes. had some other animals that had died, maybe tigers and other things that they said were being poisoned because of that presumably Carol, Carol Baskin. Baskin. Yeah. But I didn't know about those other animals. So No, yeah. It's it's interesting to like get it's I mean, we're obviously covering the Tiger King docu-series, but it's interesting to get to take a step back and see like the full picture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. So, Joe offered a $10,000 reward to any information leading to the arrest and conviction of whoever did it. But you know who, who he means. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's tied to any animal rights organization, they would double it. Yeah. Okay. But that also says, that also puts the narrative that's leading, right? Because you're like, I'll give you money if somebody is arrested. 
But if you can pin it on somebody who's tied to an animal rights group, I'll double it. Well, that gives somebody motive to make up a fucking story about somebody tied to, you know, like. Well, yeah, exactly. It's just make the reward fucking $20,000 for whoever did it. Exactly. But they, he wanted who he wanted to be arrested, be arrested. Exactly. Exactly. Then Joe says, if Carol Baskin crawls through this fence and tries to hurt any of my animals again, you can guarantee goddamn tea. I'll put a cap in your ass the first time to make you squirm on the ground. Then I'm going to put a bullet right between your fucking eyes. Too fucking far. I know. I mean, too far. Also, like, Carol is a lot of things. I don't see her taking any time to travel to Oklahoma. And kill animals to get back at Joe. No, no, I don't see that. And Howard, I don't know if he said it before in the lawsuit stuff where he says it around here or what, but Mm -hmm. he says, you know, Joe Exotic, to him, lying is not a question of ethics. Mm -mm. That doesn't matter to him. And, And they're correct because he lies. Over and over and over again, like the, about nothing. <laughs> yes, about like, I mean, just in the beginning of that episode where he's talking about, I like to listen to myself sing. That's a small lie. It really doesn't make that big of a difference. But he's still lying about it. Yeah, and like, I mean, it hurt your heart. That is a big difference. But like, I know. Why are you trying to dismiss my feelings? I know. I'm sorry. Um, but then also, like in the in the podcast, they talked about that time when they couldn't do a tiger act they wanted to do. So Joe fucking painted a sheep. And let that play out in the act and decided that people were going to be so fucking stupid they wouldn't be able to tell that it wasn't a tiger, that it was actually a sheep. And then when people asked him about it after and they're like, that wasn't a tiger, what was it? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, it was a tiger. He told everyone, <laughs> he went on the news, he told everybody. To this day, he will still say that was a tiger. It's just amazing. He has no problems lying. No, it's like compulsive liar situ- like status, you know? Yeah. He definitely... Even when caught in a lie, he continues to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly. So, and I know there's like, there's those... A lot of similar characteristics between a psychopath, a sociopath, and a narcissist. Mm. But I, I think maybe his is probably more on the narcissism end. But they don't care if they get caught in a lie. That doesn't bother them. They, You and I would feel embarrassed. Oh, for sure. I feel embarrassed for Joe. Exactly. But he, he does not care. He can look you in the eye and tell you what you saw was not a sheep. It just makes Tiger you wonder if he believes the, his own lies. You know what I mean? I think like, he gets to a point where he does. Like, yeah. Right. Now. right. Yeah. So this is the point where Joe says, I've got emails between Carol and Rick Kirkham, and she offered him $20,000. And Eric Good, the director, is like, she offered who $20,000 to do what? And he said to get all the footage from the reality show and set fire to my studio. And Carol's like, Yeah, I sent Rick a Facebook message that said, I think you probably don't know the person you're working for. She said that her intent, according or according to Howard, her intent was to warn him that they didn't make him any offer. They didn't do anything of that kind of sort. I also thought, okay, if Joe is sitting here saying I've got emails between them, where are they? Yeah, he produced the diary. He produced (laughs) all kinds of pictures that he wasn't supposed to, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, but I believe Rick Kirkham because he's like, this was my fucking retirement that burned up in that thing. I worked my ass off to make the show. And also, because Joe said, well, Rick could have sold it to Carol and she could be just saving that shit for a rainy day. 
if she bought that stuff from him, this is how many years ago this fire took place. Mm-hmm. That shit would have been leaked immediately or he would have turned around and released the fucking reality show. Exactly. Because obviously it's a moneymaker. It's number one on Netflix right now and everybody in the fucking universe knows about Joe Exotic. It, it Rick was right. It would have been a moneymaker. Yeah. He, he would not have sat on that and said, I'm just not going to release it. No, it would not behoove him to do that at all what what could he possibly gain from that it's just exactly and he had the upper hand because he owned all the footage this was not joe's footage he didn't have to steal it from joe exactly but i guess joe is saying i know i know that he's saying that there was sensitive subject matter according to like it would subject matter or things that would have gotten him in trouble with the case that was pending so that's why Mm -hmm. Well, that I mean, that's why Joe. But that makes, but it, <laughs> exactly that makes more sense to why Joe would destroy it. But he's trying to spin that around and say, well, exactly. that's why Carol wanted it because she wanted to be able to use it against me. And so Rick Kirkham is like, <laughs> exactly. And Rick is like, no, I he knew that I had it, and that made me the most dangerous person to him because mm-hmm. he knew that he couldn't just get it from me. And then we see the secret footage. Who recorded that of that lawyer meeting? I have no idea, but Joe is I don't the understand one. why you would record it if you're Joe. Well, yeah, exactly. It would make more sense for Rick to have secretly recorded it. But Joe says in the... Because the, you never see it's like this super shaky video. You never see faces. You just hear voices. But Joe's like, don't you ever turn that camera off. Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely got somebody with him that he's telling to secretly record this meeting, which, yeah, again, I don't understand it. But he's talking to the lawyer and telling, the, and this is a what he said a week before mm-hmm. the explosion. He's yes. talking to his lawyer and saying, yeah, they're filming a reality show or whatever. And the guy's like, who's filming it? And he's like, my producer, the one who's doing my internet show. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, they've already got it filmed. And the lawyer's like, well, what do they okay. need you for? <laughs> yeah, how? well, how are you protecting that? And Joe's like, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean protecting it? <laughs> he's like, well, if he's already got it filmed, what does he need you for? And he's yeah. like, and then he says, does he have any copies of it? Exactly. And, and where is it? The lawyer says, do you, do you see what I'm saying here? And mm-hmm. Joe's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I get what yeah, you Yeah, because he's like, he doesn't have any copies anywhere else. Everything is inside that studio. Yes. So do you see what I'm saying here? And he's like, yeah, I got you. And then they get in the car and Joe says, I'll find somebody who wants to make $10,000 to make a name for themselves. Exactly. Like he's just confessed in a roundabout way yeah. in this video because that he, he insisted on making. He has every motive. And nobody else does because Carol, if she wanted to get that footage, the motive would have been, I reached out to Kirkham and he sold it to me and I paid him a shit ton for it. Exactly. Which he still wouldn't have done because that Carol's not going to pay him near as much as this would have made him. Exactly. And John Finley, he says, this would have been a perfect time for Joe to have committed this. He was out of town. He had an alibi. Like, Yeah. How many cases have we covered where the person who has the motive... And the absolute biggest gain for a crime, a murder, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that murder just so happens to be, your wife is murdered, just so happens to be the night that you go on a business trip that you wouldn't normally need to go on or whatever. Exactly. You're not at the house. So it's like, well, it couldn't have been me. You know, well, you could have ordered it. But 
it's always like, what what is the likelihood that Carol knew that he was going to be out of town for a funeral? Rick Kirkham, he probably would have known because he lives there or whatever, but still, he has, it's, it's detrimental to him for this to happen. Joe already has a history of filming himself blowing shit up that is subpoenaed or court-ordered to be given to Carol. And, and hard drives that were in there were subpoenaed for this court case. Mm-hmm. It only benefits him. It exactly. only benefits him. And I think that the only reason he killed the animals, too, is because he's like, now I can make people hate her. I can make it look like she did it and all this kind of stuff. I can get sympathy. Which and is people exactly will what he did. give me more money, yeah, and all this kind of stuff, and that's what he did with the chimps because they—it's widely believed that he killed every single one of the animals that he's blaming other people for killing. Wow, that's it, this is just so fucked up. Yeah. It's, he's masterful though in the way that he can spin stuff. Oh, it's yeah, amazing yeah, yeah. to me though too because in the podcast that uh, we're both talking about, the Wondery podcaster over my dead body or whatever it's called, um, the assistant is like, I don't understand how. Joe garnered the attention and the sympathy that he did because he's not the kind of person that you want to listen to. He's not the kind of person that you want to believe or want to hear from, but somehow he does it so well. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's masterful. That's yes. Rick Kirkham at this time said after the studio burned, he walked over to Rinky. He handed over the camera and he said, I'm out of here, man. I might as well go on home. So he grabbed his dog and he left. He said he he left everything that he had. And he said that Joe and Rinky said that if Rick Kirkham ever stepped on the property again, he'd be arrested for trespassing. And they have a video of someone walking through the zoo and they're like, it looks like Rick Kirkham to me. So then they're blaming Rick Kirkham as well for, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they already did, but like, yeah, it, it looked like his hat. And I guess I picture, I don't think I've ever seen him physically walking. But it does but look it's like, like the kind gate of a that lanky he would have. Stri- yeah. yeah, it looks like the gate he would have. I don't know why, but I just imagine him kind of like this lanky, but it's literally like sinking down. A video of him just walking through the zoo. It's not, there's no timestamp on it. There, it's not him walking away from a fiery inferno. Like, who knows Mm-mm. when that video was even taken? <laughs> exactly. And also, how hard would it be to get a hat that looks like his? And walk funny. And slouch over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then Joe, there's a video of him that says, you might have shut me up for just a little while, but let me tell you, they've awoken a monster. Now Joe Exotic is pissed off. Mm. Get online and help us rebuild the voice of you, the people, to bring Joe Exotic TV back to the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all of his 47 people that watch it need their <laughs> exactly. TV back. But somehow he, so he... He got in contact with this contractor named Bruce David, and he said that Joe took advantage of people, and that's why he thinks the fire of the alligator habitat was a scam. I mean, Mm -hmm. same girl. Mm -hmm. He said that when he first met Joe, they discussed what Bruce would charge him to rebuild at a decent rate, and he said that he only charged him $8,000 to rebuild that $120,000 building, Mm -hmm. and Bruce said he didn't make any money, and when Eric... Good. The director asked him why he did it. He was like, for the animals. I got to pet cats that people weren't even supposed to be putting their hands around. I cannot, throughout this entire thing, even when I watched the follow-up episode or the, you know, recap episode, everybody is still just like, man, just the animals. I can guarantee you that if somebody was like, hey, do you want to give me 
um, all the money you have and you can pet this tiger? I would say no. I'm going to be honest with you. I just would say no. I don't get it. Right. Like, I, I have a soft spot for animals for sure. And I definitely want to see them taken care of. But, but that's if not it's even just what, like, wow, you get to touch a cat. Yeah. yeah you get that's to touch not what a cat Bruce that David other is people even don't. saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I still need to make money. Like, right. It, but it's intoxicating. Apparently. For some people. Yeah. Yeah. Joe got enough people to donate money and he had the habitat rebuilt. And Sheriff Rhodes said that the case is still open and it's definitely arson. Yeah, somebody did it. He just doesn't have proof as to who. Exactly. Eric Good asks Howard how much he spent. Oh, this is where this is. Um, mm-hmm. He asked Howard how much he spent in legal fees and he said it's over a million dollars. And... Then he says the thing about it's their mission to stop this and not to allow him to abuse the system and wear them out and cause them to go away. Um, Rinky said that Carol has deep pockets and that he wasn't sure if Carol wanted the facility or if she just wanted the facility shut down. And I think um, either or was would be fine with Carol. <laughs> yeah. Once Joe maxed out all of his credit cards, he asked John Finley to put the park in his name. John this said at the time... Off. It sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Putnam, Joe's niece, said that they've done so many transfers of the zoo to different owners that no one can keep track of it. Rinky said that Joe thought if he kept changing the name or changing the ownership that it would derail Carol and Howard, but it didn't. They just kept changing the names on the lawsuits. Well, yeah, so you do that one or two times and you realize it doesn't work and stop doing it. I know, like, exactly. It like, doesn't It doesn't slow anybody down. Right. And Maybe all if we it try, does, like, nine more times. Maybe if we yeah. try on the tenth time. And all it does is drag people that you supposedly love into this mess and ruins them financially, too. Well, exactly, because Carol then... Then she's going after everybody, so she tried... She sued John Rinky. She tried to... Or, John Finley said that she was going to sue him. I don't know if she actually did. Joe's parents, I think he got Francis, out of it by then. Yeah, I think so, like, too. I think he I was like, so. okay, well, I don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's parents, Francis and Shirley, and Shirley's name was on everything, down to the trailers, yeah. the water and electric bills, cable bill. Well, and that's what, like, when Joe was talking to Eric Good, he's like, She's not going to get a million dollars out of me. I don't have a million dollars. I don't these own These trailers anything. out here, yeah, I don't own <laughs> yeah. anything. That's not in my name. That's not in my name. What, do you think I'm stupid? So that says, I knew this shit was coming down. I convinced other people around me to put all this shit in their names. And I knew that if, basically, if I'm going to go down, they're going down with me. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. And the thing is, at that point, I was like, man, that's shitty. But you don't realize it's his mother that he's doing this too. And not only like, oh, mom, can I have some money or whatever? Mom, can I have all your money? Then mom, now you've got a lawsuit that you have to dump hundreds of thousands of dollars into. Oh, and by the way, now you're bankrupted and you're exactly. having to go on GoFundMe to beg for $13,000. Exactly. So yeah, Joe is in front of the Chase Bank building and he says, instead of being in a tiger cage today, I'm in down the downtown area of Oklahoma City. Yeah, Thanks. why is that how you pronounce that? I don't know. I yeah, I was taken aback by it. But you know Oklahoma City. Yeah. Oklahoma City. Thanks to Carol Baskin for dragging us out of bed this morning and sticking my mom at the very top of that building right there in order to fuck with her using a federal court in order to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like, that's you that put your mom there, dude. Exactly. But he's like, it's amazing how we can turn... Well, and that's why we get all of these amazing memes where we see, like, my toddler, or me asking my toddler, who dumped all of the toys out? And then my toddler's like, that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, like, I've seen that um, meme about narcissism, and it's like, you know, a narcissist response to basically anything. Well, that didn't happen. And if it did, it wasn't my fault. And if it was my fault, I didn't mean to. And and it wasn't that bad anyway. And you're actually making a big deal out of nothing kind of thing. It's like... Yeah, you can explain away anything. Yeah, it's always somebody else's fault. Yes. Then we hear a call from prison and Joe says, between the park and the lawsuits, mom ran out of money. Carol bankrupted them. Carol bankrupted mm-hmm. them. Carol. Ba- and the niece is like talking to her grandma and she's like, pulling court documents and stuff. And she's like, do you know that all this stuff is happening? And the, the grandma was like, well, he just put a piece of paper in front of me and I signed it. But in exactly. the GoFundMe video, she's like, Hello, good afternoon to everybody in the nation. I want to thank you with my whole heart for all the support and help you have done to get me and my husband out of the mess we were in with this attorney. They come banging on my door with the sheriff and demanding the whole sum of money or else they were going to come in and confiscate all the furniture right then and there. And I know from the bottom of my heart, Carol Baskin down in Florida is behind a lot of this because she's been harassing us right along with Joe for years because she's so greedy and she's so jealous of what he has made of his animal park when hers is nothing. He's feeding you lines of bullshit. Like... It's just, yeah, they've got a feud going on or whatever, but I don't think Carol is in any way jealous of the Winniewood Zoo. Um, No, I don't think that that keeps her up at night being so envious of what Joe has done at his zoo. (laughs) Right. I don't think so. Whether or not Carol's is better or whatever, if we want to have this piss and match that everybody is trying to have, I don't think... Carol definitely believes that hers is the best. Joe believes that his was the best. Doc Antle believes that his is the best. Like, everybody Mm -hmm. thinks that theirs is the best. It really doesn't fucking matter. No, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is whether or not animal abuse is actually going on. And if, if Joe is trying to say, Carol is doing the wrong thing here, she's attacking me and she shouldn't be and it's unfair and all these things, to turn around and then completely bankrupt, financially destroy... Pull people into lawsuits that you're supposed to love and care for, knowing full well that Carol's got millions of dollars and is going to go after them too. Mm-hmm. You're you're no better. You're no, no better. Well, yeah, it's amazing. Like you're the cause of the problem, but you're like screaming that you're the victim. It's ridiculous. It's just and that's Joe in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So Joe didn't have any way of making any money other than cub petting, so he had to start breeding and hardcore breeding. He was desperate. And we watch the zookeepers of the zoo drag. So this tiger's having babies. They drag this newborn tiger cub and they're like scooting her across. They cut out this teeny tiny little hole. They have to like press her down into the dirt to get her out. And it broke my heart. Like all of the animals break my heart because they don't, they're not taken care of. They're just not. No, no. Yeah. They're rough with them. Just shoving them through. Yeah. They are just objects to make money for them or for Joe, and that's obvious. And then Joe goes into his house, and there's a pack and play 
with like three or four tiger cubs in it and they're crying because they're they're baby tigers they need their mama and joe's like they just never stop screaming i have to go sleep in the studio just to get away from the screaming yeah i'm like that that doesn't make you sound good dude like fuck you of course they're screaming they're babies and they don't have their mom exactly Rinky said it still costs $60,000 to $70,000 a month just to feed all these animals. And then that's when we see the video of the tigers pacing and they're only the 14 buckets or they're 14 tigers oh, but only yeah, five yeah. buckets of meat and all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. And the park looks a fucking mess. And Eric is. Howie is like, I'm trying, just, just the maintenance. I'm just trying to get everything done here. And he's like at his wits end because he's trying his hardest with nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. Yeah. Then we... Rinky said that things got so bad that Joe wanted to negotiate with Carol and Howard. Howard says that he was willing to make concessions and make the payments lower in the winter and higher in the summer because, of course, his where he's getting all his money for the zoo is seasonal. Everybody comes in the summer. The winters are rough. Nobody's going to come in the snow to see animals, right? So Howard and Joe came to an agreement, but then Joe said Carol got greedy. She got on the phone and she wanted Joe's mom's house as collateral. And Joe was like, fuck that. No. So then if anybody was like, you know what this documentary could use? More douchebags. <laughs> yeah, we are running low on the douchebags. Here comes Jeff Lowe in all I of think, his affliction glory. Yes, I think my favorite meme about Jeff Lowe so far is if... It's a picture of him, and it says, if salt life was a person. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Or if an affliction shirt was a person. I yes. Think could be it, too. Yes. Yeah. If Ed Hardy yes. fake uh, sleeve tattoo skins were a person. Yeah. If dude rhinestone jeans were a person. <laughs> there are so many things there. Yeah. My... Uh, one of my old bosses used to wear, like, if he actually wore jeans and went out somewhere, he, they had rhinestones on the pockets. I know exactly who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody would be surprised by that. And that's, yeah, that's Jeff Lowe. Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. He came on the scene sometime in 2015. He said he wanted to save the zoo and the zookeepers called him the godfather. He apparently needed a place to put 14 of his own big cats. And he's talking about, so his grandfather owned what was called Robin's Brothers Circus, and it had boasted that it had the largest menagerie of animals. So Jeff Lowe appeared to be very, very wealthy. I don't know how wealthy he is, but he definitely had that air about him. And he drives up in like a fucking Hummer and, you know. Well, he ha- yeah, he has all these like super expensive cars, like Ferraris. He lives in this big ass mansion. Like, right. He's a runner. He takes all these expensive trips. Like, yes. He goes to Vegas all the time. Yes. Yeah, so he's back and forth between Vegas and Winniewood, which is kind of random to me. He was a partier, and he and his wife were swingers. They liked to have sex with other women, and they used baby tigers to entice them in. Now, I mean, get down with whatever you want to get down with. Let your freak flag fly. I don't care. But the baby tigers. I'm very concerned about the baby tigers. I really, 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 really hope they're not using them during sex. God bless it. I never even thought of that. You're disgusting. But isn't that, I mean, they're like, they're using them to bring these people in. I'm like, then what do you do with the tigers while that's going on? You can't tell me that you're not, you're not doing some weird shit and trying to turn people on with it. Like, it's disgusting. I feel like there's got to be something going on there and I don't like it at all. Yeah, no. And also, I hate what they said about bringing girls in with tigers. So I'm going to say it. Oh, God. Okay. I think it, it's, it's worth saying 
but I I'm am going to brush my teeth directly on? after. Yeah. Okay. So Joe let them take some cubs out to Vegas, and Jeff said, and his wife is standing right here, right, Lauren? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, a little pussy gets you a lot of pussy. And she's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. He's right. I I have so many feelings about that, obviously, but like, I don't know. The only thing I can like could think of is like, if I was ever, because this is the kind of stuff, you know, he said that a lot. This is like his signature oh, line or whatever. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would just be very worried that if I was out with my husband and he said something like that, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. That like somehow that would get back to my dad <laughs> and he would see that. And then I would be ashamed of myself. Like, I cannot believe you say that in front of people. Like, that's disgusting. I don't well, know. Well, I guarantee that Jeff Lowe says that to Lauren's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, God. I hate, I hate both of them. I know. And you know, Jeff is probably the same age as Lauren's dad. Exactly. He's super old. Yes. So then we see Diana Mazak. Mazak? I don't know. She was an employee at the DW Zoo, and she said he would put tiger cubs into a Louis Vuitton bag, roll them into the hotel room through the casino, and let people play with them and party with them. And there's a ton of pictures of all of these, like, big-breasted, tiny-waisted women that are just, like, posing with the tigers. There's some video of it. on a stick. Exactly. Yeah. Joe said if they wanted more baby tigers, he'd get them more. And Joe was talking about a time that Jeff flew them out to the mansion that Jeff had, and he said they wined and dined him, that Travis had as much weed as he could ever want, and Jeff just, like, spared no expense. And Jeff said that Joe was enamored by the money and the big house and that he probably thought that Jeff Lowe was Joe's next victim. Mm -hmm. Joe said that Jeff had the money to fight Carol, and Diana said that Joe bowed down to Jeff and that she didn't like that at all. Then there's a call between Joe, Howard, and the attorneys. And it was supposed to be a private call about mediation about the case. And yeah, and that's actually, like, a big fucking deal. Like, you cannot have somebody even, like, listening in. If they find out, the mediation's terminated, and you can get, like, a court judgment against you. It's, like, a big deal. Right. So it was supposed to be private, but Jeff sat in on the call. Joe offered to pay them $5,000 a month, and they said it wasn't good enough, that they wanted... That plus for Joe to stop breeding and petting cubs. And Joe's like, well, how can I make money then? This is all I have. And then here comes Jeff stepping up and he was like, well, then this isn't going to work. This agreement is so far from acceptable. And the lawyer is like, okay, wait, who's who's speaking? What? Who, who are you? And Jeff is like, I'm Jeff Lowe. And the lawyer was like, we need you to get off this call. You're not supposed to be on it. And Jeff's like, you know what? When I woke up this morning, I was in a free fucking country and I'm still there. And the mediator is like, if you don't get off the call, we're going to terminate it. And Jeff's like, you know what, Howard? Fuck you and your cunt wife. I mean, trash, trash, trash. Just trash. And But also, with the whole 5000 and the cub petting, if if Carol and Howard's goal is just to get the, like, the cub petting to stop and the animals to be safe, wouldn't you think they'd be like, look, you don't have to pay me every month, but I need the cub petting to stop. Exactly. Like, if that's the goal. But, I mean... There's greed wrapped in. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Howard said that Joe thought that if Jeff funded the fight, it would tire them out and they would fold and go away, which it didn't. Joe. No. Owed- and also, if you think that, then you're 
insane because Carol doesn't give two flying fucks about that. <laughs> exactly. She lo- she loves lawsuits. It's her favorite thing. Yes. It's like big cats, cat print, and then lawsuits. Carol is very litigious. Oh, she is. Yeah. I was hoping to use that word in a sentence today, and I'm glad that I got to. So thank you. Really? Today was the day you wanted to use it. It worked out perfectly. Uh, I know. I've been saving it for a rainy day, and here we are. Here we so are. Joe owed $40,000 to attorneys, which Jeff paid. And Joe's lawyers suggested that if they dissolved the Gerald Wayne Interactive Zoo Company and let Jeff open one in his name, that that would be the best thing. So Carol would just have to start the lawsuits all over again. And that's what they did. Which, again, doesn't work because literally all <laughs> you have to do is just take that name out and put another name in, guys. Like, what the fuck? Exactly. They're like, okay, cool. No big deal. We're just going to um, draft up some new lawsuits real quick. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. No no big deal. Yeah. And that's what they fucking did. Yeah. So Joe said when he met Jeff, he thought that he could trust him. I didn't know that that mansion was rented. I didn't know that he was behind on Ferrari payments. And as soon as he got the zoo in his name, the evil side of Jeff and Lauren came out. Well, and no shit. Like, what person is going to walk in somewhere and be like, let me just give you like $100,000, like out of the goodness of my heart. I'm just like really worried about you, dude. Exactly. Like, to give a fuck. No, I mean, that is just so ridiculous. You were so either naive, gullible, whatever, or you just try to take advantage of people because there's no way, I mean, this is not how the world works. You don't get something for free. Everything has a price. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. We go back to Diana and the director is like, what happened when Jeff got involved? Or what do you, what, what did Jeff Lowe do? And she's like, Jeff stole the zoo. And that's the end of that episode. (laughs) Jeff stole the zoo. Here's the thing. You keep putting your zoo into other people's names to intentionally fuck them over. Somebody's going to keep it. Exactly. <laughs> like, duh. I just, I don't know. I, I'm a little exasperated with Joe this episode. Oh my gosh, yeah. Rightfully so. Like, and and also I've, you know, seen out there that like the double standard thing because Joe's a piece of shit just like Carol is. They're both pieces of shit, but everybody loves Joe and everybody hates Carol. Mm-hmm. It's like the woman gets the bad rap, I guess, but. Yeah. I mean, I think that for me, what it boils down to and it's it's like that BuzzFeed meme or the BuzzFeed article that I read or whatever article that I read where they listed, like ranked the worst people on the documentary. And Carol is number one worst hated for me, for sure. Doc Antle and Carol are right there together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Stark might be in there as well. But mm-hmm. Joe is slightly less just because I prefer to watch Joe yeah. on the screen more than I like to watch Carol. That's just a He's personal preference thing. Yeah. Yes. Carol is not. No, she just comes across as super smug and also very weird and tone deaf, I think would be the best word to describe. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, best yeah. phrase to, to describe Carol. Like, For yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's just yuck. The whole thing is yuck. She's yuck. Yeah, she's super yuck. But yeah, that's uh that's episode four. So there it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll, you know, we'll continue on. We'll do, how many episodes are there? Six? There are 
six and then seven if you count the newest. So yeah, so we'll probably combine six and the newest one into a 100%. That's what we're yeah. going to do. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. So there you have it. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.